Happy 4th of July, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Mark Show, a.k.a. the SMS Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the Merciless Mar, on this Monday afternoon. I hope everybody's having a great day today. This is my Money in the Bank review for Saturday's show. I did say I could, I was possibly might do a review uh, yesterday, but but obviously if you guys are checking for my review uh, yesterday. I didn't post. I didn't. I didn't record. I didn't upload or record anything. Instead, I decided to do it today because uh, yesterday I kind of just wanted to relax and chill. And watching everybody else's reactions to what we saw on Saturday night was hilarious. It was fucking hilarious. Money in the bank. was a wild ass show. It was a crazy, it was a crazy ass show. Like it was, it was fucking crazy. You know, a lot, a lot, like a lot of the, a lot of the unexpected was, it was, 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 was really, was really in the plans for WWE tonight. Like it always is because going into these premium live events or pay-per-views or whatever the fuck you want to call it. WWE, because of how badly their weekly television is, they know all their fans always going to all these shows, expecting the fucking worst, having zero expectations, thinking the show's going to be garbage, but then they turn out to be an actual good or decent show because everybody knows they don't have anything to fucking lose. The, the show can't be any worse than than what than what we fucking see on weekly television, so this show has to be good or 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 any or any else above or anything else above good, and that's what we saw Saturday. Now I give this show a good six point five between a six point five and a seven, because number one, it doesn't matter what the fuck they do. If you're if your number one champion, your main champion being Roman Reigns is not booked to be on the show, the show will always like like the show can never ever be a perfect ten out of ten. Your main champion has to be on your shows, no matter what, no matter what, if, even if you're not in a big football stadium, there's no 50,000, 6,000 fucking people, it doesn't matter, it, it doesn't matter, You who, give, who gives a shit, he needs to be on the fucking show, I don't give a damn, at least you don't even gotta wrestle, just be on the goddamn show, be on commentary during it, during the Usos match or something, just be on the goddamn show, man. Number two, the storytelling in all these matches were fucking abysmal, and nobody gave a fuck. Number three, the matchups and all of these ma- matchups that were not all these matchups, but <laughs> the matchups that were that were booked on the card were fucking trash. Like what the Carmelo versus Bianca, really? Natalia versus Ronda, really? Ladder matches are always going to be ladder matches, no matter who the fuck you put in, in the fucking ladder. No matter who the fuck you put in those matches. The women's match was a big fucking clusterfuck, and the men's shit, it's, it's the same shit that we've always seen over the past couple years. It was a good match, but I mean, it's it's like it's, they didn't do anything. To, they didn't do anything of some of, of sorts that like we never seen before. 
And the Bobby Lashley versus versus Austin Theory, I, I mean, it was a good match, but Theory doesn't have the name of Bobby Lashley, and not a lot of people know who Theory is right now. So who? So no one's gonna give a fuck. Excuse me. This 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 show, man, is the only positives about this show was the Usos and the Street Profits had a match, had a tag match of the year candidate, and WWE produced their best tag team match. All fucking year, and Liv Morgan is now SmackDown Women's Champion. Austin Theory won Mr. Money in the Bank after losing his United States title to Bobby Lashley um, earlier in the show, becoming the first ever person in WWE history, as long as Money in the Bank has been has, has been around, to lose your championship and then win Money in the Bank the same fucking night. Which tells you everything and how WWE exclusively Vince McMahon sees an Austin Theory. More political and company cocksucking bullshit. Uh, otherwise, still, the show was entertaining for the most part. It was enjoyable. Me personally, I kind of actually, I kind of liked the Ronda versus Natalia match. A lot of people like it was like a lot, like you say, it was entertaining. No one didn't really give a fuck, but it was a good wrestling match. Natalia is a great wrestler. She's one of the best technical wrestlers in all WWE in the women's division. She didn't really. This was probably Ronda's best match since she's been back on TV, because Natalia is so great at what she does, outside of being a jobber, but. She she really made sure that Ronda's Ronda's weaknesses and lack thereof in the ring wasn't really exposed. You could barely tell that Ronda was actually boring and it's pretty garbage. Well, it was still boring, but she sucks in the ring because she does. Unlike Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair made did everything in her power to make to make Ronda look bad on TV. But it's Charlotte Flair. She doesn't give a fuck about anybody unless it's herself. Um. The fact that Liv Morgan cashed in on Ronda Rousey is something that blew me away. Now, if you guys heard me on my predictions episode, on my last episode, episode 11, you guys, you guys should go tune in and check that out. I said there was no way in hell Ronda Rousey was getting cashed in on. I said there was no. I said multiple times, and I and I and I and I and, I, and I'm and I'll be a man, and I and I'll take and I'll take all the fucking. I took all the fucking knee. I said Liv Morgan will never ever become a world champion. And she and she she shot me the fuck up on Saturday. But let's be honest. The android. Android. The, 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 the queen. Hasn't been back on TV yet. And now we're look we're looking we're we're looking forward to SummerSlam. Do you really think Charlotte Flair is missing SummerSlam? Come on, man. You think Charlotte Flair is missing SummerSlam? Come on, man. They gotta put people in seats. They gotta get 60,000 people in seats. You think you you really think you really think they're gonna have Charlotte Flair be off for of SummerSlam? Knowing how bad their whole roster is? Come on, bruh. You really think Liv Morgan alone is gonna put people in seats and for for fucking for fucking SummerSlam? 
in Nissan Stadium where the Tennessee Titans play? Nah, man. Nah, dog. Come on, man. It's just fucking ridiculous, man. Then there's also rumors saying that Ronda Rousey is probably asking Liv Morgan for a re is probably gonna get a rematch between Liv Morgan at SummerSlam. In my opinion, knowing Charlotte Flair, she's gonna find a way to make this a triple threat match, and then she's gonna pin Liv Morgan and bury her and get and and make herself a 14-time women's champion. She's gonna enter the computer chip right in her fucking system, download another title reign to fucking make herself happy. Because she can. Uh, look, 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 I'm happy for Liv Morgan. I really am. But I, I, I but I, I, but this is, but I warn everybody: please tread lightly. Please cherish and appreciate and take in this moment as much as you can. Because as soon as we are close. To SummerSlam, or we are our summer, or the SummerSlam date is here. Liv Morgan is now walking out or past the SummerSlam date, going into that next week, the first week of August, uh, as SmackDown Women's Champion. There's no way that you don't, you, I don't even, you don't even, we don't even know if WWE has any plans for Liv Morgan as champion. You don't know if they're gonna probably bring Becky Lynch over to SmackDown and have and have her bury Liv Morgan like she did Bianca Belair a year ago. A lot of people are talking about Bailey, 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 Bailey. But let me say this right now. I don't know Bailey, but I know she, her, and Sasha Banks. They are they are the only two females on that woman's roster that actually gives a shit about that about the division and actually want to put younger talent over. Bailey literally tweeted on literally posted on Twitter. Before the Money in the Bank uh, um, um, show kicked off on Friday, that her prediction to win the ladder, the la the one the women's match was Liv Morgan, and then when Liv Morgan won the match, she said she she was the happiest that she ever was on that day. So, do you really think Bailey's just gonna come into is just gonna come is just gonna come back into work after taking a year off just to bury Liv Morgan, one of her closest friends on that fucking roster? No. Bailey's not a fucking asshole. She doesn't. She's not out for herself. But you know who will do that? Charlotte Flair. She already got a grave. She already got a grave digged up. She just got to put a body in that motherfucker, six feet deep. And when when her next victim is Liv Morgan, like Goldberg tells his tell tell, like how Goldberg points to the TV screen, you're next. That's Charlotte Flair with Liv Morgan. And there's nothing that we can do about it as fans, but pull our pants down, bend over, and take it in like a good look, like a good look, like a like a good little woman or a good little girl would would do. Not not actually little girl, but you know what I mean. Or man, like there's anything wrong with that? Uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get to the show. Uh. Just, we're gonna break this shit down by one, and then I'm, I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let you guys go and enjoy your Fourth of July weekend. I'm a little, I'm low key. I'm trying to finish up Strange Stranger Things season four. I finally got to episode eight. I'm trying to watch this shit, get ready for Monday Night Raw tonight, and see whatever the fuck they got planned on that garbage television show, and then bring you guys what what, what and bring you guys the news on what on what happens tomorrow. And that's about it for my, That's about it. 
to kick off the show, we had the women's ladder match. Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Becky Lynch, and Shotzi. Uh, this match was sloppy as shit. A lot of botched spots. Besides, Raquel Rodriguez was good tonight. Asuka was good tonight. She was eventually taken out for the rest of the match because Becky Lynch almost killed her by trying to attempt a leg drop off of a off of a off of a ladder onto another ladder. But instead, she hit she hit Asuka butt first on her ribs, and that took Asuka out for the rest of the, for the rest of the match. Uh, Shotzi was terrible in this match. She uh she busted her she busted herself wide open and 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 um and landed uh and landed her neck on on one of the ladders after uh after Becky Lynch moved out of the way after after trying to uh, after trying to attempt a senton which was brutal and then she picked Alexa Bliss up in an electric chair and later on in the match and literally like accidentally like tripped 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 and then had Alexa Bliss sort of like crash crash into the ladder which looked really bad. Then she had another spot when she tried to like run up a ladder, trying to trying to DDT uh, Raquel Rodriguez, who was like who was like uh, stuck up into the corner, uh by 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 a ladder, and then she tripped, and then her leg fell right through the ladder. She she was just awful tonight. She was just bad. Uh, everybody else was garbage. Everybody else was was, was ass. Outside of Raquel and Oscar. The only thing, the only people, it was so bad. A lot of people rather, a lot of people have um said that this match, this women's ladder match, was way worse than the one last year. And I didn't really watch um the the twenty twenty one women's ladder match last year, but no matter what the fuck happened in that match, or whatever the fuck, compared to what happened um in this match on Saturday, the fact that Liv Morgan won this match and Nikki Ash won that ladder match last year or Nikki Cross for some people who's playing as some geeky ass superhero uh that that no matter what that match is always going to be the worst because they had the worst winner it doesn't matter and then they had everybody in that match looking like fucking clowns looking like fools uh like once again like I said I'm happy for Liv Morgan I'm glad she got that moment all we could do is just pray that it la- that la- that lasts for a very long time, but we all know it's not. We got Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. Theory lost the title, which shocked the shit out of me, but it all made fucking sense. When I saw Theory lose the title, bro, after this match, especially after he tapped out to Bobby Lashley, I was like, wait a minute. They about to have Austin Theory go home as a fucking loser tonight? Ah, wait, Vince. I thought this was your guy. What the hell is going on here? Something's going. Something smells fishy. But I'll take it. Let's go. She, he's going. Austin Theory's going to be a loser. Who cares? I'm happy for Bobby Lashley. That man, Bobby Lashley, has been one of my favorites to watch on WWE television. I mean, I know I've been a big fan of his feuds, but his matches. I mean, the guy, the guy's over his shit. The guy's great. The guy's entertaining. I love him. He worked his ass off to get to to get to the position that he's at right now. And I'm happy for him that he's now a three-time U.S. U.S. champ, and he's gonna hold that U.S. He's gonna hold. He's gonna. He's gonna defend that U.S. championship with honor. And I hope that if he can hold the title past November Survivor Series, if we can get him versus Gunther, that's a that that didn't take my fucking money. But obviously, I knew Austin Theory losing something was probably fishy because. Why the fuck would Vince McMahon have Austin Theory losing if you're possibly going to book for a John Cena versus Austin Theory match at SummerSlam? Even though 
I also heard news that it's most likely not going to happen, but we're not going to really know until after the July 11th um, um, edition of Raw. So, otherwise, uh, match the match was good. Not my match tonight. The match of my the match the match of the night to me goes to the Usos and Tree Profits. What they did last night showed shows how great tag team wrestling really is when it's given the time and the proper booking. The tag division still sucks. FTR still the best tag team in the world. You could actually thank FTR for this match because. Everybody saw what FTR did last week at Forbidden Door, and the Usos in the Street Profits probably came into this match and was like, nah, suck our dicks. We the best tag teams in, in, in the world. We are the face of the tag team division. I mean, tag team wrestling. We're going to go out and kill it, and they did. Go for them, but FTR still is still on top, and no one gives a shit. Because let's be honest, the Usos without Roman Reigns, they're just a bunch of fucking losers. And the only reason why they won was because it was a title match. Raw Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair versus Carmella. I mean, a lot of people was kind of upset that this match didn't get more than 10 minutes because this is a title match. No, this is fucking Carmella. Carmella's just there to just look pretty and fucking and fucking take L's because she's because 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 not take L's, but how can I say this? Take meaningless L's. No one's going to give a shit about Carmella losing. She's just there to look pretty, make her opponents look decent in the ring, and that's it. Even though Natalia is, ten times, is a 10 times better jobber, because Natalia, to me, is like the Dolph Ziggler of the women's division. She's talented. She's, she can fucking wrestle her ass off, but she's there to look good and just, just, and just take losses. That's it. But yeah, man, Carmella, she sucks. Well, I want to say she sucks. She's actually pretty decent in the ring. She has improved, but uh, for her, like, for her, like, uh, well, how can I say this? For her, um, her like, her, her representation or whatever, uh, her, 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 the way she's wrestling, it's, it's good enough. <laughs> like, it's 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 serviceable. This match came to an end. Uh, Carmella slapped her, talked hella shit in her face. Then Bianca slapped her, turning her the, turning her all the way around. Picked her up in the torture rack position. Hit the, hit her with the KOD, the kiss of death. One, two, three, and that's it. Carmella afterwards then attacked her post match, like like the sore loser that she is. They Loki kind of teased that Liv Morgan was gonna cash in on her, but she didn't. And I kind of knew because Bianca wasn't like limping; she just got fucked up. <laughs> So basically, this is this is them telling us that this match is that this feud is going to continue. It's not going to continue into SummerSlam because if you think that Bianca Belair and Carmella is going to sell tickets, you're a fucking moron. And I think you need some serious help mentally, and you need to go get that checked out stat. They'll probably give Carmella a rematch, but then once again, she's going to fucking lose in less than like five minutes, and that's it. Meaningless match that nobody gets a shit about. Like I said before, the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championship. Usos versus Street Profits. This match was great. Match of the night. Uh, these two teams are fucking great. This shows what WWE actually gives a shit and wants to actually gives a shit about the tag team division. They can actually do they can actually do great things with their tag team division. And it's not like the Usos. 
And the thing is, it's not like the Usos. I think Usos unifying the tag team championships was a better decision than giving Roman Reigns both fucking titles. Well, giving Roman Reigns both titles, I thought was a great idea, but I didn't know they was gonna give him a Brock Lesnar like schedule. That's what the that's the part that they fucked that they fucked up at. But the, the the WWE actually has a good tag division. You got the new vicious Viking Raiders coming back. I mean, they're back on TV now. You still got the Street Profits. You have Judgment Day with Finn Balor and Damian Priest. You have the Mysterios. You have the New Day. You have the Brawling Brutes. You have uh, Shanky and Jinder Mahal. If they're still a team, I don't know. You have Los Lotorios. Uh, fucking, um... You have uh, Alpha Academy. Like, I just named about, like, ten teams, bro. Like, if they actually want... If they actually took, took some care... And proper, 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 like preparation towards their tag team division and their booking. The the and this 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 the tag team division for, could be some of the best shit on on WWE TV. But they don't give a fuck. So why should we give a fuck? The only reason why we even give a the only reason why we give give a damn by like I say like. 10% is because the Usos are part of the bloodline with Roman Reigns. Otherwise, we know as soon as Roman Reigns leaves, the Usos are going to go right back to being irrelevant and being just another team. Otherwise, great match. Uh, that This is probably the only match I recommend to go back and rewatch on this card. Everything else, no. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Ronda Rousey versus Natalia. Like I said, I actually enjoyed this match. I like I like a good wrestling match. This is probably the best match I've seen um, from Ronda Rousey. For once, Ronda Rousey didn't actually look fucking terrible. But, I mean, she's in the ring with Natalia, so of course not. Natalia knows how to make her opponents look good because she, she, she's great. And too bad that, that she's not the typical WWE superstar. So, once again, she's there to fucking lose and job her. And uh, at the end of the match, Ronda Rousey has her, had her in some type of choke slash arm bar submission hold. Natalia tapped out instantly, and that was the end of the match. Then afterwards, we had the Liv Morgan cashing. And at first, I got really fucking scared because they put Liv Morgan... they Because Ronda Rousey, after Liv Morgan cashed in, applied the ankle lock on Liv Morgan... On one fucking knee, and I really thought they were gonna have Liv Morgan tap out and have her fail a cash in. But luckily, they didn't do that. Thank, thank God. They had um, Liv Morgan kicked her right in her bad knee, and then rolled her, and then hit her with the most devastating move of all of pro wrestling, the the the, the roll up, aka the backwoods, the, the whatever, and then the one two three. Once again, I'm happy for Liv. One of my only problems about this cashing is that they didn't have Liv Morgan went clean. And no, in WWE terms, rolling somebody up is not a clean one. Unless, like, the guy, unless the woman that you're, that you're rolling up is a certified jobber. Like a Natalia, a Shayna Baszler, a Shotzi, a Leah, you know, people have dealt and that have those type of reputations and stat and, um, and, um, and statures, the, those, those, those guys, nah, those, roll, rolling them up is like getting another one because they, they all suck. But if you were the one to even make Liv Morgan look strong and establish her as like a new star, you should have just had her pin Ronda. You should have had her hit 
Ronda Rousey with her finisher clean. One, two, three. But whatever. Who cares? Um, like, like I said before, like, Liv Morgan, I mean, her as women's champion is going to open up a lot of things in the division because Ronda Rousey as SmackDown women's champion was a, was a big fucking failure. Uh, and now, like, that notion of, like, oh, there's no way in hell this person can't beat Ronda Rousey because of what, because of what and who Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey is. Now that, 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 that could be taken away because Liv Morgan is a normal fucking champion. But at the end of the day, Liv Morgan still holding that title is not a believable champion because she's never, she's never beaten Charlotte Flair. She's never beaten Becky Lynch. She's never beaten Bianca Belair. And she's never beaten Bailey. She only she, the only big win, her biggest win ever in her career was probably rolling up Sasha Banks. That's it. Everybody else, she either beating them and they were fucking jobbers or fucking uh she because like you know they're they were irrelevant, they were relevant stars. Oh yeah, she's also never been Oscar either. So all the top big name stars on that company besides Sasha Banks, she's never beaten them or pinned them to the mat one, two, three. And that's the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Now, if they start pushing her and give her a big-ass run, then that's different. But we all know she's dropping that shit to Charlotte Flair. She's dropping that title. After, um, she's not, she's not, there's no way in hell she's going to make it past SummerSlam as SmackDown Women's Champion. And that's just the truth. That's just the reality. I'm sorry if I hurt some of you Liv Morgan geeks' feel, Some of you Liv Morgan fans' feelings. You Some of you perverts and geeks. Trust me, I'm a Liv Morgan guy. I love Liv Morgan. It's literally her and Sasha Banks with a flip of a coin. But let me tell you something right now. Liv Morgan is just going to be a transitional champion, and there's no other way to fucking describe that. No other way. Oh, my God, man. Uh... Uh, live more. Uh, not live more. <laughs> I was when I was about to say something, but I lost my train of thought. I'm just so pissed off because. Oh yeah. Here's what I meant to say. Live more now. You know this is what I said before. Make sure she cherishes the cherish this moment with herself, her fans. She she should she should. I know she probably invite. I, I probably Bo Dallas was in Vegas. You know, at during that night, and probably hit probably her and Bo her her and Bo was probably fucking all day and night up and down the bed, whatever. But, uh, if you probably got a couple of drinks, cool. But, um, like I said before, and all you Liv Morgan geeks, all you Liv Morgan fans, go, go to, go to all the closest, um, retail stores and go buy up all the fucking lube, go buy up all the fucking tissue, tissue, tissue boxes and, 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 and ejaculate yourselves to infinity and beyond until you can't anymore. Because come past SummerSlam or close to SummerSlam, this moment is going to be fucking, uh, this moment is going to be, is going to be erased. And at the end of the day, this will be a career highlight for Liv Morgan, but not everybody will remember this in the next like five years. I'm sorry. The men's money in the big ladder match, uh, Seth Rollins. Or featured Seth Rollins, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Old Moss, Sami Zayn, Riddle, and Matt Cat Moss 
at the time before Adam Pearce announced before the match started that they will have one more entry into the match. The eighth man being theory. And as soon as he got added to the match, everybody knew he was winning the briefcase. Because why the fuck would you add him to the match at the last minute just to have him lose? And give him that type of presentation and that type of spotlight. And I knew this was coming because I'm sitting there, I'm just like, huh, so you had him lose the United States Championship because you didn't want, because, because you don't want to give him, you didn't want to give him too much fucking favoritism, having him walk around as Mr. Money in the Bank and United States Champion. Hmm. You have to make him pick one. He said, you know what? I want to be WWE champion eventually sometime soon or next year. Give me the briefcase. And Vince McMahon got on his fucking knees, sucked Austin Theory's dick, and, repeat- and repeatedly told him, I got you. Or not say, he was like, he's like, you got it. You know, I don't know. Uh, or actually, no, it's probably it's probably the other way around. That's better. <laughs> uh, the third one, this match is not. This was this was this was um another ladder match like like any like like nothing else we have ever seen before. I mean, Riddle hit a super RKO on Seth Rollins from the top from top from the top of two ladders. Uh, six six. Um, Theory only got like thirty minutes of of camera time. That's how that that that's how badly. Um. And uh, that's how badly uh, that sh- that shit was, man. Like the fact that you had you had you had him come out as as a last minute entry, and you don't have him qualify for a match. You don't have him go through any type of sweat, blood, and tears to get into the main event ladder match. You should have him come out at the last minute, and then fucking don't don't even have him barely take up. Don't even have him take r- rarely any bumps. Just for at the last minute, he climbs up the ladder when Riddle's about to fucking grab it. He 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 um he he gets Riddle a couple of forearms, hits hits his head off the ladder, shoves him off, grabs the briefcase, one, two, I mean not one, two, three, <laughs> grabs the briefcase, unhooks it, and we got and Austin Theory is a new Mr. Money in the Bank. To be honest with you, I have no idea how I really feel about this. I really don't. I really don't. I mean, what's well, what's the story, what's gonna be the story of him being Mr. Money in the Bank? Oh, that he's Vince McMahon's uh son. He's Vince McMahon's uh favorite favorite. Uh, he's 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 the he's the he's the he's the prodigy. He's the chosen one of WWE, handpicked by Vince McMahon. That he's a cocksucker. He's an ass kisser. What the what what the fuck? You telling me that you'd rather give this man the briefcase than possibly than possibly give than possibly uh writing a storyline with um. Or is possibly writing a storyline with Seth Rollins holding the briefcase or Riddle holding the briefcase, but instead you give it to Austin Theory. Jesus Christ, I would have rather you giving it to Sammy than fucking Theory. I didn't want Sammy nowhere near touching that briefcase. Once again, all this really is is nothing but political fucking bullshit and Vince McMahon. And WWE management shoving down the the once guy, the, the 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 future of the company, the guy with all the fucking potential down the fans' throats and making him public enemy number one. This is Roman Reigns, this is John Cena all over again. Look, 
my pick was Seth Rollins, and, my, and it should have been Seth Rollins. If they would have went Riddle, I would have been like, huh, but I would have been, been cool because I like Riddle, but, like, I don't want fucking Riddle being, uh, you know, Randy, I love you, Randy. Randy, yo, I'm doing this for you, Randy. I don't want that guy to be pinning Roman Reigns anytime, anytime soon or, or anytime during this year or next year or the next five years. I don't want that guy that cock sucks and won't stop talking about another man Obviously not, not, not like, not that. Whatever, but uh, but you know what I'm saying. But I don't want, I don't want, I don't want that type of guy with that type of character be fucking pinning Roman Reigns. I want you to be somebody that's like, nah, I want to do this for me. I want to become champion. I gotta do this for my, for my career, my legacy. Blah blah blah. I've been underrated my whole life. Da yeah, yeah, the true underdog, and then be, and then beat Roman. And then all the people that are complaining about, oh, no, 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 it should have been Seth Rollins. You want Seth Rollins, a heel pinning Roman Reigns? Oh, no, 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 blah, blah, this, all that. Bro, what other choice did did they fucking have? You're not WWE management. WWE, Vince McMahon, Bruce Prichard, they're the ones that booked themselves into this fucking black hole. They picked who they picked to be in this ladder match. All we got to do is fucking deal with it. Yes, I don't I don't want Seth Rollins to be pinning Roman Reigns. You know who I want pinning Roman Reigns? Sort of what we saw with Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega. A true baby face that everybody was fucking behind, that was getting a lot of shit from the heels on the roster, and was told that you were never going to be good enough, and that you would never, ever become champion, and was told his whole life that you were a fucking failure to get behind the fans so we could all be like, we want you to win. We want you to win. Please beat this son, this, this son of a bitch of a heel please beat the bad guy and 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 make us fans happy that's the guy i owe that's the type of guy that you want to be pinning a champion like roman reigns always and i should all that that should always be the case and that should never fucking change having a well-established man like seth rollins who was a heel not a baby face pin roman reigns is fucking a waste of time and what was the whole point of him becoming champion over the past two years Building him up just to lose to what, a former Shield brother? Who the fuck cares, man? But at the same time, too, this was the best story because you could have had him beat Roman, um, put, um, have the WWE title, um, held hostage by Seth Rollins until Cody Rhodes come until Cody Rhodes comes back. Or same thing with Riddle. Austin Theory will be the next John Cena, no matter how anybody, no matter how everybody fucking dislikes that statement. Somebody has to be. After Roman Reigns, who the fuck, who the fuck, who the fuck is there? It's not going to be fucking Riddle and Seth Rollins. We already seen Seth Rollins. Riddle's about to be 37 next year. Nah, they can't have, don't know. And as dominant of a champion Roman Reigns was, he's not believable. I mean, Riddle's not as believable. That's not happening, man. Drew McIntyre. A lot of people wanted Drew to win. Why? Drew's already a made man, and he's and he's main eventing Clash of the Castle. Why the fuck do you want him to be winning the briefcase? That makes no sense. Sheamus is forty-five years old and got spine problems. Omos, guy sucks. You know he actually did really good in his ladder match, but the guy sucks. Madcap Mask, get the fuck. I said, Madcap Moss, get the fuck out of here. 
There was no other way for WWE to go because they booked themselves into this creative clusterfuck. And all of you people that are out there bitching and moaning and complaining that Seth Rollins should be winning Money in the Bank. I don't want Riddle to win this shit. Sami Zayn, I don't want him to win this shit. What then? What then? What then? What then? What, what, what do you got, man? We can't go back in time and rebook this. No. And then you got the fucking the optimistic people. You got the people that got so much that putting that putting too much of their faith in Mr. McMahon, trying to book two three years ahead. That's not how WWE books their fucking shows on a weekly basis. Everything is short-term booking and written in, in, in the last 30 minutes before every show goes on oh, goes on the air. Right now, at this moment, it's not Austin Theory's time. His time will probably be next year or in 2024 or 2025. Austin Theory is 24 years old. And he turns 25 in fucking August. Oh no, man. What about what about what about Randy Orton? He's isn't he the youngest WWE champion of all time? He was 24 years old. It was a different time back then. It's, it's a different time back then, and it's a different time right now. Plus, Randy Orton. Even though there's a lot of there's a lot of um similarities and personalities and and, and and um and um and gifts that theory has compared to Randy Orton, but Randy Orton was a different breed. Nobody would ever be another Randy Orton. Nobody would ever be another John Cena. Nobody would ever be another uh Roman Reigns. Nobody would ever be another Stone Cold, and they would never be another Rock. There can only be another you. There can only be there can only be a new something, but that something is you and you only. And there's nobody else that can ever repeat what what the other guy fucking did. Well, John. Well, like I said, we could call Theory the next John Cena, but will he ever be John Cena? No. You could have booked this so much better. What? 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 what with what? With the situation that you guys have your with that situation that you guys have yourselves in, you could have had Seth Rollins win the briefcase. Cashing on Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, recreate WrestleMania 31, whatever that nostalgia fucking bullshit of a feeling. Who cares? Have him, have him bring the WWE Championship back to Monday Night Raw. Have him hold the title hostage until Cody Rhodes wins the the 2023 Royal Rumble. A lot of people are saying now it's a toss up. A lot of people can win. No, it's gonna be Cody Rhodes and there's nobody else. Have Cody Rhodes win the Royal Rumble. Have Cody Rhodes dethrone Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. After you have Cody Rhodes beat Seth Rollins, let him go on a reign of a lifetime. Not, 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 not another Roman Reigns two years. Fuck no. Probably have him hold the title for over 300 days. Let Cody Rhodes have his have his have his have his moment. Let Cody Rhodes have his fun. Then you could have just had Theory just lurking in the shadows, just secretly getting wins, getting over as a heel or a face, whatever. Put him in some better feuds. Let him dominate the mid card a little bit more. Let him get a little bit more seasoned. Anything. Anything that you could possibly that you could possibly have theory be doing while Cody Rhodes was WWE champion, and then when it's the right fucking time, because Cody Rhodes will be the babyface and Austin will still be the heel. At this point, you can have the heel go over against Cody Rhodes with Austin Theory beating Cody Rhodes, and have Austin Theory become the new WWE champion. Then, and by the time that happens, he's probably going to be twenty six or twenty seven. But no. 
You want to make him miss most of money in the bank, and you want to give him a title right now, rushing the fucking process. Why? You got Seth Rollins and Riddle and all these other guys that are probably in their mid-30s and about to hit early 40s. Even though you guys don't like pushing guys in their 40s, but, you know, everything's about favoritism. Let's be honest. In sports and business, anything, it's all about favoritism. You got to have connections if you want to ever go far in anything that you fucking do. It's just facts. But, um... But instead, uh, you want, but, but, but instead you're shoving, you're shoving a 24 year old guy down our fucking throats and making him 20 public enemy number one. And now this guy, by the time he gets probably to his thirties is going to get so much fucking hate and is going to get so much unnecessary blame that he does not fucking deserve because it's not his fucking fault. Austin theory is great. If you don't like Austin Theory, get the fuck out. I don't care. Don't get me wrong. I don't like his selfie stick. I think it's fucking. I think it's fucking cringy and childish. But otherwise, a lot of people think Austin Theory. Austin Theory is boring. Some people just don't fuck with him. Me, the guy's great. The guy's good. The guy's a future star. And and you can and you and you and you and you and you can suck my dick. It doesn't matter what you think. Austin Theory will be the future face of this company when it's all said and done. It's gonna be him and Braun Breaker, like how we had John Cena and Randy Orton, The Rock and Stone Cold, and then you had like everybody kind of like kind of third wheeling between like Kurt Kurt Angle, you know, the up and coming of Brock, Batista, Triple H was there, you know everybody. But it was mostly it was The Rock, Stone Cold, John Cena, Randy Orton. In this case, it's gonna be Braun Breaker and Austin Theory. And then Carmelo Hayes will probably be the third guy if they want to book him. Because at the end of the day, the guy's 5'10". You see how they treat small people in the past. So I don't know. But it's going to be Braun Bricker and Austin Theory as the guaranteed new new, new stars to the company. Right now, it's Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. But eventually, it's going to be Austin Theory and Braun Bricker. Just right now, it's a little too early for Austin Theory. And I just don't understand what's the rush. Enjoy and trust the process, but no. But all I got to say is, as an end quote for this podcast, just like in Austin Theory's theme theme song, the future's right now. In WWE's eyes. Uh, guys, thank you for tuning in into the Sports Mark Show, aka the SMS Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the Merciless Mar. I hope you guys have a good Fourth of July. Good Fourth of July. Hope you guys enjoyed the weekend. Uh, Monday Night Raw is tonight. I will have a Monday Night Raw review tomorrow. Like always, uh, stay safe. Uh, until next time, peace out. I'm gonna see you guys later. Make sure to leave a rating down below. Share with your friends and your family. I'm out.